from? I don't know. What's your name? Emily. Sophia. So, well, my name's Sophia. My name's Emily. We've got Pete on sound. As and always. This is Gifanti Burnett's. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everybody. How you doing? What's up? Nothing really. How are you, Em? <laughs> what? That is the first time <laughs> you've come on. really. And I don't have anything to say. I am really, I didn't have the best week, but I'm doing okay because I'm still moving. You're choosing to have the best week. I'm choosing to now create, I just, I was so busy. I was on set. <gasps> That's like <laughs> such a humble actress. I can't believe I was like on set all weekend, but like I was for like 12 hours on one day and like eight on the other. And then I'm, I've been working, and I just feel like I literally have not had a moment to catch up with my life, I'm which in, is why I'm so happy to be here. I'm in the same boat. I've been doing a lot of Halloween makeup. Yeah, it's been. It was Halloween, and you it wanted was, us to dress up as stuff for. Today. I thought we should have dressed up for this video, and Emily was just like the Halloween Grinch. She wanted nothing to do with it. I said no. I said I'm not dressing. Like, what would I even be? And I'm really upset about it because I don't even think I'm gonna get to dress up because I'm doing so much makeup for and other people. I, for other people, and I'm really glad that i didn't add the video that you edited edited for me yeah i mean if you follow gufanti's page you saw my five o'clock shadow third <laughs> eye tutorial and if i added that i think i would have lost all my makeup clients well so for sophia, this halloween sophia did this makeup video and i edit her makeup videos have we talked about this on here i don't think we have we have no about we, how she was no we talked about it afterwards do we talk about it to you or on here pete we I didn't talk about it. I don't here, think we talked about it. But we here. posted on Gufanti Brunettes the video, so you can refer to that to know what we're talking about. We might have already talked about it, but I edited Sophia's videos and I she had this video where she did third eye <laughs> Halloween makeup and like it involves like the bottom half of her face being a skull. And I didn't think it looked that bad. Um, the her, voice. her voice went really high. It <laughs> looked really bad. I took a lot of Vivance because I thought concentrating for the video would be great. But well, I mean, normally I the makeup videos. I think my hands shaky. Well, and normally the videos, the makeup videos you send me to edit are like an hour of footage. Maybe this was like <laughs> easily two hours of footage, and I knew you were on Vivance because halfway through you stopped talking <laughs> and just got like really close to the camera and went over what you did like seven times each. And, and then you like, know, you know, at the end, I was just like. Well, I'm really happy with the way this turned out. And you could see the fear in my eyes and how scared I was looking at myself. Like my skull literally looked like a beard. Yeah. Like a Eddie from That So Raven beard. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And you, it was so funny because you did say at the end, like, I'm actually really happy with how it came out. Like, I'm really glad that this is what it looks like. Um, so please, it was just, it was, yeah. But anyway... Um, I went to a Halloween party on Friday, but like, did I didn't, I don't know. I've gotten like, so not into Halloween, I guess, unless there's a costume I can do. That's like really good. Like last year I was Jackson Maine from a star is born. And that was, that was so amazing. Good. Unless I have something like that. Like I don't need to do Halloween. I don't really care. And, but so I went to this party on Friday and I was going with John and our friend Brady. And he was like, guys, apparently everyone there is like really in costume. And I was like, well, I, I don't want to dress up. So we put like eyeliner on our noses and whiskers and just like did cats. You did a cat? Or whatever. But I best, get so mad at people when I see them as I a know. cat on Halloween. It's, it's like, just don't do anything. It's like if you're one of my cat. friends is a police officer. You know who? Halloween every year. Oh, yeah. Halloween every year. Yeah. And, it, and she knows who she is yeah. because she's listening. And it's like, get a new fucking costume. Yeah. 
I know cat and mouse is like that, but it was funny because I was at this party and like someone came up to me and they were like, Oh my God, you're a 1980s bully. I get it. And I was like, what? Wait, what? Because I was in my varsity jacket and like high waisted jeans and like my hair and like barrettes in my hair. And they're like, Oh my God, I get it. You're a 1980s bully. And I was like, no, this is just what I look like. (laughs) But honestly, I was flattered that, because I always get 1980s, but I was very flattered that they called me a bully because that meant that I was intimidating. Uh, Like a a lot of authority. Yeah, no one ever thinks I'm intimidating. Really? Um, I guess maybe men. Like I feel like men, when I was single, like I never used to get approached at bars. I think I'm very unapproachable. I don't know though. I don't get approached much. Yeah, I guess we both don't. I really don't. Well, I do. And then once I think my little personality comes out, they get real scared. I would always be the person at bars with friends who was either the wingman or like their funny friend who's embarrassing herself. Yeah, I'm the, I get used to be the funny, like the funny, like comedy for the other person to get fucked. Yes, always. And I, (laughs) anytime I'd be at a party or even I'm sure you remember in high school, I would make a fool out of myself trying to hook up (laughs) with somebody because they were just like, no. And I would go after them, and it was embarrassing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely the same way. Yeah, but I it's think like I'm definitely the same way. But then I go like, I don't, I know I'm not ugly. Like I'm not. It has nothing to do with our appearance. It has everything, everything to do with personality, personality and energy. And I think like I. Some guys love it though. Some guys love it. <laughs> not all. Most of them don't. Most of them don't. Which is really interesting when you think about it, because. Shouldn't guys love girls who will challenge their presence in a room? Well, yeah. And I noticed that there was a, there was a hot guy I posted on Snapchat. Um, he messaged me back because I was dancing to the beat of my windshield and it sounded like it farted. <laughs> but I didn't say anything about the windshield farting, the windshield wiper farting. And he was like, oh my God, ha ha, hate when that happens. You, I could tell you're really feeling it. And I was like, ha ha, no, it just sounded like a fart. <laughs> oh, he was like, oh, I hate when I fucking fart when I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he was saying? No, he was saying like he, he he thought it was funny that I was dancing to the beat of the windshield wiper. But I reassured him that it wasn't that. It was that it sounded like a fart. I was dancing to the beat of the fart sound. Oh. And I was like, if I'm trying to like, I could have easily like tried to flirt with him a little bit because he like slid in. Yeah. And he was like, ha you're so funny. But I just started talking about farting instead. Yeah, <laughs> like that's. But I don't think that's even. I mean, I I do think that like you. I think your appearance is also more intimidating than mine. First of all, I don't think any guy's intimidated by my appearance. And I, in fact, I know that guys don't like girls who wear a lot of makeup. We don't get like girls like girls who wear a lot of makeup, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're so pretty." Guys see that lash that's hitting your eyebrow, and they're like. That girl is like made up. She is face painted. She looks like a clown. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know because every time I've dated a guy, they've always been like, can you wear a little less makeup? Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Girls are always like, wow, she's so. Leave it's it. still, yeah, you can it's still leave on. everything. Yeah. Um, okay. We had a little glitch there. We're back. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I don't. Uh, I I feel like I am jealous of girls who wear no makeup more than I'm jealous. Jealous is not the right word. 
But I know what you mean. You know, I, know I have mean. friends who like go out in the day with no makeup on, and I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? I'm very jealous of that. Yeah. I wear a full face. But I spend an <gasps> oh, I spend an hour, and that's how I feel about it. I spend an hour in the morning getting ready, and it's just like I I see girls who look beautiful without makeup on with their pretty hair and maybe a swipe of mascara <laughs> and a gloss. I'm like, no, I have to paint myself every single morning. Okay, but I, here's where I'll disagree with you. I have to draw you. a skid mark on my cheek. I disagree with you because I think that like you are so pretty without makeup. Not lately. I've been. Uh, I, it's really everybody's their own worst critic because I really feel like you could walk. I out know, the door but with lately, no if I on. no lately, I do have to wear a lot on my face because the breakouts on my chin are getting nuts. Well, you have to stop going for electrolysis. It's where it either, burns off your chin. I know, but it's either a beard. Let me or see. Tell you You could see it. It's my neck and my chin. Yeah, it's not that bad. It but. is without the makeup because it's a color. It's oh. like a red color. Oh. So I have like acne all over my chin now. So are you going to still keep going for? I'm going to keep going for a year, like she told me I have to do. So I have to spend forty five dollars a week, every week. And then I'll go for Fraxel, which is $1,000. Oh, my God. Speaking of money, today I did another Aritzia thing. I spent seven hundred. I and spent $639 at Topshop. I was so jealous of your shopping spree that a couple days ago I spent $600. <laughs> and then I got upset that I couldn't buy everything that was in my cart. So I went on my PayPal credit, which is only a $300 limit. And I used all of it oh on PayPal, cre PayPal credit. I've just been doing that every night. Little, little Littles. shopping benders. Yeah. You know, I'm getting back to my real manic bipolar self because I'm off of my drugs and I'm shopping up a storm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never understood shopping binges until I guess lately because I am it's so, it's so weird. I'm so stingy with like my, the subway and I'm stingy with like drinks and like groceries, but I will then drop hundreds of dollars on clothes. I don't know when I became this person. Really what happened was I went on Topshop because this is what happens. This is how you get manipulated. Just like with Aritzia, I went in for the puffer coat and I walked out with $800 of clothes. Oh, I love when you do that. Then I went on Topshop today because I was like, I need a new pair of black jeans for the winter. Like it's time for me to get a new pair of black jeans. Yeah. Simple purchase. I knew the ones I want to get. I want to get all black Jamie jeans from I Topshop. I love an all black purchase. An all black purchase. Yeah. So I go on Topshop for the jeans and then I find out, well, it's 25% off Adidas. Well, so I start looking better at Better save money on that. So I start looking at the Adidas stuff and i find these pants i like and then i'm like well i should also maybe just like look around at what's on sale and so this is also because i was waiting on approval at work so i'm like looking around and then i'm talking to chloe we're like slacking at work we're uh, slack is the if for people who don't have slack it's like a messenger app we weren't slacking off even though yes we were yeah so i was t talking to her and she was like oh my god wait let me like find you some things and she, cause she's like definitely more fashionable than I am. And like, takes, oh, Chloe has a great sense of fashion. Yeah. And she takes fashion risks. Like I will go to Topshop and buy like a couple black sweaters, white t-shirts, like the same shit. I buy yeah, the same shit. Me too. So I have that problem. She starts sending me these items that I'm like, whoa. And she was like, you should add these to your wardrobe. They're cool. And you would look great in them. I would like if Chloe could help me shop. Too. I know. So then I was like, wait, like send me more stuff. Then next thing you know, my cart is at like $800. And you bought it all. Well, I was like, okay, let's go back through the cart and analyze each item if I really need it. We wound up knocking one thing off. It was this like 
like coat, not even a coat. It was like a light jacket that I didn't need. Um, so we knocked that off. We get it down to 700. Then Topshop has a student discount. So I put in my NYU info and I got 10% off, which of 700 is $70. I can't believe you still get an NYU discount. Well, you could get a discount too. For what? Oh yeah. No, For Wachong Hills? You didn't go to school. Do you have a high school ID? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I tried, god! I used RV for a little bit in yeah. cosmetology school, but like that only worked for a hot minute. I mean, you could really get away with like just using someone else's. Like if you know any, even like Joey's Law can School. Can I use your NYU ID? Yeah, if you like want to get a discount on so Top Shop, cool. I can get you ten percent. Well, I wouldn't have done it, but ten percent off of seven hundred dollars was it was seventy dollars off. So my purchase came That's down amazing. to six thirty nine, and I got ten things. I got a coat included in there. I got three pairs of jeans. Wow, four pairs of pants. See, I need I really help shopping well. because every every single purchase I get, I'm like it's it's all black. Everything is black. I know I, you've come in with some different stuff. I get the, I mean, the like a gray sweater. I know, but gray, black, the orange hoodie. I do. The orange hoodie was a great buy, but it's uh -huh. like, how many times can you wear that orange hoodie until everyone's like, she's wearing a highlighter orange hoodie every single day. I know. And I wear my uh, orange And that's how I reason with myself when I'm shopping. I'm like, am I going to wear this orange hoodie most of the time? Or am I going to wear the black hoodie? Yeah. I'm going to wear the black hoodie. I know, but I, <laughs> I've, I've literally warned my office because like they like follow me and after my Aritzia scandal that I, not scandal after <laughs> Aritzia I, scandal after I told the whole story on my Instagram story that I was like talking about it with my coworkers because they follow me and I was like I need all of you to know right now that I cycle through a limited number of clothing <laughs> and I'm going to repeat a lot so now I'm I have liberated myself from the embarrassment goodbye but and you know what I do every week what? pretty much every week whatever I wear on Saturday I wear on Monday Oh, wow. Because the weekend doesn't see me on Monday morning. Well, I used to do that when I was at Mac. I would wear what I wore to Mac. Then the next day I would work at Kaleidoscope and I'd just wear what I wore to Mac. Yeah. At Kaleidoscope the next day. It's a lot easier. <laughs> it's so much easier. I worked at Mac. Yeah. And Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Did I tell you about the Jehovah's Witnesses? You started to, and it was too crazy. I literally was like, okay. save it for the podcast. So for the past like five weeks, maybe maybe a little more than that, every single Wednesday has been started with the Jehovah's Witnesses coming to my house. And there was only one time that I answered the door, and I, I was feeling really spiritual that morning. I usually do my <laughs> meditation in the morning, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to entertain this, and I'm going to, like, you never know. Maybe you'll pick up a new religion. Maybe like you'll maybe you'll learn something new uh, you, you don't know i didn't even know what like being a jehovah's witness was i still don't it's some branch of christianity right i think i mean i still don't know we talked for a little bit i invited them into my house so yeah. i know i shouldn't have done that i invited them into my house asked them if they wanted coffee so of course they would think like i'm very <laughs> Wait, interested the jehovah's witnesses come to your door and you invite them in and go come on you want some coffee like, we just want they came they were just into like, your they, house listen they were like we just want to read you a few scriptures and i was like oh let's like let's do it were they black? coffee yeah are you doing I, a black voice <laughs> You yes always, you always put but on your black voice it's not, when you no, imitate black it's not people. it's not it's actually the voice that they had but <laughs> it's not like there's there's black people who don't talk like that i'm giving uh, that's the voice they had i know okay okay <laughs> like, i instantly knew now i feel weird doing it but i want to well just tell me in your voice what okay, they said okay well they were like do you they were like do you uh, something along the lines of like do you appreciate what you have you're like, some kids don't appreciate what they 
stuff. <laughs> They're like some, you know, in this day and age, you see a lot of kids who aren't grateful for what they have. And I was like, I mean, I really try and appreciate everything. I try and appreciate. You are the only person that would welcome Jehovah's Witnesses into your house and really listen to what they and have they to say. And they asked me if I was spiritual. I told them I was reading The Power of Now. I told them where I worked. I, I told them all about Eckhart Tolle. And they were like, that's same, like along the same lines. It's just like, but, and they started talking about it. And I was like, this is really interesting. So then for, for a, a few weeks now, they've been coming to my door every week and my mom has to answer and they they like wait for hours they wait for for not for hours but there was like the ups guy came and they were still there and they were talking to the ups guy and like i got a package i couldn't even go to the door and they visited me at mac they're like we're they're like "We, we tried to visit you when when are your hours when can we like like see you and i was like oh my god like how am i gonna get rid of them that's like a cult I know. What is Jehovah's Witness? Well, I had someone on my Instagram tell me that it's, it, I mean, they are like Je- uh, Jehovah's Witness. And they were like, if who's Jehovah? I don't know who Jehovah and is. And what did they witness? I should have asked that. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe We are Jehovah's Witnesses. Maybe next, <laughs> We've maybe seen next it. Wednesday I'll get to the bottom of it and I'll be like, listen, I'm not interested. Because I really do have to say something because I'm just sitting, hiding in my kitchen every Wednesday, like waiting for them to leave. <laughs> and then they put like a little letter slip. in my, a little slip in my door. And what did it say? It said, um, it said, when will the suffering end? And then it was like a multiple choice question. It was like forever, like, or what did it say? Did you, do you remember? You, Sophia sent me the picture of it this morning of the pamphlet the that they left in her door and it said, when will the suffering end? And I answered you and I was like, honestly, in the state I'm in right now mentally, I would see that and go like, I'm in. Wait, wait. Count me in. I want the suffering to end. I know, I know. But <laughs> wait, what did it say? Is that Ozzy Osbourne on the TV? No. That's not Ozzy Osbourne. That's who you thought I looked like? <laughs> no. Oh, it said, will suffering ever end? Would you say yes, no, maybe? <laughs> That's like, wow. maybe? Who's going to answer the question is maybe maybe the suffering will end? <laughs> I mean, I I really feel like there is, like, as much as I feel like religion is not... I'm not religious and like I don't follow I don't keep up with Judaic practices and like I don't celebrate the holidays really unless I'm with my parents Um, and I don't practice at all but like I still feel like I'm a spiritual Jew and like I feel culturally Jewish but I can't get myself to to do any of the religious practices because I it just doesn't feel authentic authentic and and the thing is though like i i feel like i think about that about most religions about like how it's not really like you know it doesn't really i i that's the perspective i have on religion in general but lately i've been going like you know what there is something so valuable if you ignore the extremist sides of religions like i think just having faith and hope having faith and hope and like being a reformed level of like being religious, like it's a pretty beautiful thing to put your faith in the world like that and live your life by, sure you live your life by a set of rules that like may or may not be real, but I I bet you that there are a lot of religious people, I don't want to say religious people who like are super extreme and like don't believe that like gay people are like deserving of like that level of religion i think is crazy religious person that's like a politically no no no, i know but a lot of that tends to align with like extreme christianity and like blah blah blah. but and even like super orthodox jews like the way they look at women i don't agree with that like but i do i have been thinking lately like i think there is totally a 
really valuable thing about religion at a reasonable level that like provides a lot of human beings with a level of faith and like um grounded happiness and love in life that I feel like with, and a sense of just community and coming together. And, yeah. And yeah. I feel like I spent so much time in my college years and like even a couple years after college, like just like totally shitting on religion. But then it's like, no, I feel like a I lot really of feel like you ever shot on religion. I mean, but it, like I did. I definitely I always felt my, like you were very Jewish. My thesis paper at college was I wrote like a 25 page paper on how Christianity was a big root of racism in America. Oh, so I really took a fat dump on religion. Yeah. But when I, I think when I talk about religion, I'm a, a lot of the times talking about how a lot of Christianity oh. is intertwined in the politics of America. I do feel very Jewish. I do feel like I believe in God and I believe in like a lot of Jewish principles. And like, would I still believe in the same morals if I wasn't raised Jewish? I don't know. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know what I'm getting at. I mean, I That's just... That's always what I say to my therapist. Yeah, I don't really know what I was getting at with that, but... <laughs> you know what <laughs> I say to my like... therapist that I noticed today? I'm, I'm always like, yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their one thing of like, I'm done talking, please take I over. I know, I know. I was like, and then he usually stares at me for a minute and really yeah. like, and I'm like, are you like, do, what did you think about that? Like I try and, and he's like, you're interrupting my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> see, when I stop talking and like my therapist just looks at me as if it's my turn, I cave and I just look away for a minute and I'm like, yeah, and so I guess like, and then I bring something else up because she won't. And so I'm like, instead of going like, what do you think? I'll just like keep talking. I I usually finish out my story because I talk so much and then I'm like, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I talk way <laughs> too much in therapy. Like on Monday, I went on Monday. Your session for her is probably so easy. I was, I always wonder like, how do you know if you're your therapist's like easiest or worst? Does she like me? I kind of leave my sessions and I go like, she must like want to be my friend. Well, today's therapy <laughs> session was actually like, he was like, he put his hand in his head and he was just like so disappointed because every week we talk about the same thing and every week I don't listen and I do the same thing I wasn't supposed to do over again. Mm, right. You know, like I went to the bar, Not I did a few terrible things this past week and I went out with my sister. I went to the bar that I was kicked out of three times i like hid my face i actually didn't want to go but gabby was like i really my sister was like i really 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 want to go can we just try they're never gonna kick you out sophia like come on yeah so i was like okay fine i was like if they say something to me i'm gonna be so embarrassed because i'm really like like i don't like confrontation like no if it's, me it's, neither especially oh my God. if it's like about something I did that was wrong. Like, I know that I didn't pay the bill a few times. I know that I, like, got yeah. kicked out. I knew that I was singing at the top of my lungs while people were trying to eat their nice dinner. Yeah. So I, I walk in, I sit at the table, and they were like, listen, we love you here, but if anything crazy happens, we're you're out. Like, we're going to kick you out. And so I immediately felt cold, and my yeah. embarrassing feeling is hair being pulled oh. away from my head. Do you ever... What's your embarrassing feeling? Mine is has always been since I was a little girl, hair being pulled like it's in a p tight ponytail. Ooh, what pulled. is my embarrassing feeling? I mean, I think my stomach really hurts and I get like a ball in like my esophagus, like between my chest and my stomach. <laughs> and when I think about like, I, I put this on my Instagram story the other day. When I think about like the next day, something I said to someone the night before when I was like really drunk or like on one, I will literally go like, 
oh my god ow like it like hurts me to think about it because i'm so embarrassed. oh i roll around in my bed at night when i think about it i'm like oh, oh fuck <laughs> shit and i get so embarrassed even like being it's like when you fart alone and you're like you smell it and you're like fuck i'm so embarrassed like just for like <laughs> myself but i always like i will fart when i'm home alone here we go again with the fucking farts i know i will fart when i'm home alone and smell and be like oh my god like out loud i will look around like anyone oh my god like or even i've 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 been telling john about this i feel like i'm actually starting to become either an angry person or just like more like my father because i am starting to get impulsively angry in situations and i will verbalize that i feel that way like i will be on the subway and like if something happens or someone bumps into me i'll be like oh fuck come on like i'll say that oh wow in In public public. i do that in my car oh no i've started to be the person who says it in public a taxi will be like shut up man like with people around me on the street oh my god how about us when we were driving back from curly pubes was it driving back we were driving back home from curly pubes there was a guy who wouldn't let us get over and he was really gonna pour a drink on me because i was like do you think we can get through it he was like i've been waiting here for an hour and so I'm like, you and have I, not been waiting here for an we hour. We were leaving the we city. We were so close to him. And my office where we shot the Curly Poops music video is right outside the Holland Tunnel. So we got in our car. We were like already at the front of the line almost. And this guy, we were like, can you let us in, like into the lane? And he was like, no, I've been waiting an hour and a half. I'm not letting you in. And I was like, really? I was like, taunting. Really? I was taunting him. Yeah. And then so we started I was like, like, what oh, the fuck? boo-hoo, you've been waiting for an hour. He I was like, like let, let me in. It's one fucking car. So then he like started he ice well yeah we started to like taunt him a bit and then he was like yelling at us and i was like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do and then he would like roll down his window and it looks like he might get out of the car and i got scared and then he didn't but then we finally the person behind him led us in front of them so now we're behind this guy and we're giving him the finger like through the windshield and this guy takes his iced coffee like full thing of iced coffee opens his sunroof and tosses the thing out the car as if for it to land on your windshield and it flew way off to the side can you imagine being in your car and like being that angry at someone who asks like just simply asks can i just get ahead of you see yeah you're not gonna get where you need to be much faster if i get in front of you i i never ever understand i always there's actually never a moment when i'm on the road and someone has their blinker on and i speed up just to get past them no like Maybe, maybe sometimes, but like hardly ever. If no. so, I usually break and I'm like, go ahead. Yeah. I Be a never, nice person. I never, ever, ever get road rage. I get road rage, but I won't do anything about it. Like I'll be angry, but I'm not going to like take action. Yeah. I would I would never take action. I've been in the car when someone gets out and they start like yelling at you and you're like in your car. Oh, someone's gotten out yeah, on you? Was, I, me and Austin were driving and I don't even think... I don't remember what we did. Maybe we like there was a yield sign and we just drove and I guess we both drove at the same time. And so he got really pissed. We were at the Wachong Circle and he oh, got out of it, out of his car. He's like, what the fuck's wrong? I thought he was going to take a fucking hammer and like break my windows. Yeah. And so right when the, one of the cars moved, we just like skid past him. Oh my God. So I was like, this man is fucking bananas. He's going to go ape shit. There was a time with my family when it was, we were in like New Hope, Pennsylvania, just like having a good day. 
and or like trying to and my dad cut someone off and i remember the guy like stopped us and got out of the car and came up to my dad's window and in that moment i was like is he gonna kill my dad <laughs> like i was so i was young enough where i could think that it might and i was so scared of this man i really do have like an issue with fear yeah you get I, really scared easily i really think that like the worst case scenario is going to happen right now well i really like with a and in the book you were saying in in the book you're reading the opposite that like most people are pretty like optimistic. No, when it comes to like scary people, like did I tell you? I told you this story last week, but I never told it on the podcast because we like didn't get to it. Oh, yeah. So you gotta tell this. So I told Pete this the the day it happened because it was so bizarre. So I was at a rehearsal for one of the things I'm acting in, and. In the in the thing I'm acting in, it's a bunch of people are around our age, um, and then there's this older character because he plays like the CEO of a company. Um, I'm not going to put any names or anything in this because I'm just scared of anything going back and biting anyone in the ass. But so we had a rehearsal, and he's an older actor. He's like probably in his sixties, and we had shot a we had a day on set with him like the week before, and a rehearsal with him, and everything was so normal. He was a little bit of a loose cannon, but like in a good way because he's supposed to play this like extreme boss and mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I mean, he's a 60-something-year-old actor, like, applying to, like, student films. Like, a, you, you got to be a little nuts. A or, little like, bit. You know? Or just haven't, like, gotten to where you wanted to be in life, so you have to do that. Or who knows? There are some people who do it and, like, really enjoy it. But, like, you always have to... It always pops into your head. Yeah. of like, why are you doing this? Yeah. It's unpaid. Or maybe that he got paid. I don't even know if he got paid. So we're at this rehearsal last week, and I get there, and I'm early, and then he gets there and basically just started acting so bizarre off the bat. He, like, was, like walking into the doorway and was like oh and like hid in the doorway and we were like come in like we're rehe- like here's the rehearsal and he comes in and sits down and he was like the girl who's the showrunner for it was like i'm so glad your leg is okay and i was like what and she was like well i'm oh the camera stopped um she was like well i'm i'm just really glad go. that your leg isn't severed and he was like, oh, yeah, that happens sometimes. His and leg was severed? Well, I found out later that he had sent an email the day before. Sorry, I won't be able to make it to rehearsal. My leg is severed from my body. <laughs> <laughs> so then this man is like in this rehearsal. And then I said to him, because I had done a whole fucking scene with him the week before. Like, sure, he was a little weird, but like I was doing but still work normal with him. and still you could normal. have a normal conversation yes. with him. And he had told like he was like, oh, that's great. Like we were working together the previous week. <laughs> so then he does these. Talks, I hear this leg thing and I was like, what What about your leg? What happened to your leg? And he was like, I want to cut off my leg and give it as tribute to you. You're a star and I love you. Oh. And I was like, what is... And he had like kind of crazy eyes on and was like kind of just being so weird. And then he was like, we're here. I'm so happy. To, aren't we just so happy we have a star here like about me? Then starts telling me he's in love with me. And then there was oh, so many other And immediately crazy- in your head, you're like, oh, he wants to kill me. He's well, obsessed he- with me and he wants to kill me. Yeah. And then he asked to see my palms. And so he's I showed him palms. my palms and he was like, our palms are the same. And he got right up in my face and like pushed me when he told me he loved me. Like he was getting very touchy and close with me. And when he came up to show me his palms, his breath reeked of like whiskey or something. He sounds schizophrenic. I so I was I've told this story to everybody because yeah. it's so cr- crazy. And I was telling one of the other actors on the thing who wasn't there, and he was like, "I wonder if he went off his meds." Yeah, and it, it I like, said that. 
I remember saying that to you in the car. <laughs> was it you? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay, so you said it. <laughs> I remember someone else told me. Um, yeah, I mean, that makes sense if, like, he was on, like, if he's on medication and he, like, went off of his medication and came to this thing and just literally starts, like, and and also he was look he had this look in his eyes that was anyway the point of what i'm saying is that like in that moment like i was thinking i i started getting a racing heart and like i felt so bad for the girl whose thing it is were you genuinely scared i was genuinely scared and she was so apologetic afterward it's like not her fault but like in that moment i started to fear for my safety and was literally like i wouldn't look at him because i was nervous that this man was gonna like get up and hit me or like do something really scary it got to the point where the the security person on the floor came into the room and he went to the bathroom unannounced just like got up and walked out and the security guy came in and he was like do you need us to remove him? Like, do we have to call public safety? Cause it was that bad. Yeah. Um, but any, my point was that like, I have so much fear and like mean world syndrome, like the fear that like everything you see in like movies, like taken and everything is actually real. Yeah. I have that syndrome. And so when he was doing that, my heart was like beating out of my chest and I was like off for the, I, I came to John's show was right after and I came and I told Pete the whole story and I was like, I'm so shaken right now. That's so my fucking safety scary. was threatened. But wait, when they, but then it's like, when, Emily, he's when just he a crazy said, person. When he said my leg was severed, they still, they still let him come well that's the default to truth thing is like how we all human beings are taught to like brush away doubts in these crazy situations because you're like the odds that it's actually that crazy are low he's probably like so when they got that email the night before they emailed him back and they're like haha like they thought like okay maybe he's joking he's doing a bit he's doing a bit so they're like haha like good one yeah like i know you're probably joking but like we just have to ask like is everything okay and he never answered for him to say it the night before and then come in the day after and he's still thinking in his head that it was normal to say that his leg was severed and he's still going along with that well yeah so it's like he's not just drunk like something else was wrong they wound up recasting him because it was like a safety issue and like when we left the rehearsal that night, we like, cause we obviously canceled it and like made up some excuse that it was over. And then we like got the security officer to like walk us out and make sure he wasn't like waiting outside for us. It was so fucking scary. That's really but it's scary. Just, it just shows you how like in those moments you really do. Like I kept justifying in my, like it's so crazy how while all of that was happening, I can't get a full sentence out. While all that was happening, me and it was me and two other people in the room with him we all were like kind of ignoring it and like moving on because i think we were all trying to go like something's off but it's not that bad and then after it happened but after it happened and he left we were all like wait a minute that was really bad (laughs) but like when you're in it you're trying to deny 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 because your brain is going like it's so much easier to believe that like something's just a little weird than to go like this is a dangerous situation oh my god you know what i mean no yeah i get it that's so scary though it was really scary and then we had but i don't think that's a situation that should be like i feel like anyone would feel super scared from that happening that's not just you being a scared person that's anyone being scared yeah i know no i know yeah like anybody would be scared by it but yeah i guess that's that is true so maybe i'm not that fearful of a person but i I don't know also the kind of person where like on the subway if like someone like has too big of a bag and like keeps looking at it i'll change i'll get off the subway stoned once and you were running through the grocery store because you thought someone was following you oh my god (laughs) you texted me i had to text you the whole way you're like he's following me but you're like i might have just been stoned 
<laughs> oh my god yeah i i think I, that was like kind of recently it was like maybe a year ago yeah i kind of do remember that happening and i felt like i was being followed i get like that in my car i am a scared person too i live i'm in just fear. so paranoid i i'm like constantly driving in my car and if someone makes like two turns that are the same as me i'm like they're gonna follow me home and kill yeah, me yeah i get into my car leaving your house to go two minutes home in warren new jersey and i'm scared someone's you, in the car you make me watch me while I, you leave i make or you watch, watch me yeah last night i like locked the apartment like John wasn't home, and so I couldn't chain lock it. I chain lock my apartment every night, like just in case. And so he was coming home later, but I was going up to go to bed. So I didn't chain lock it, otherwise he couldn't get in. And I was upstairs and hearing like just the noises of a building that you hear. And I kept pausing Shit's Creek to like listen if someone was in my house because I was so convinced someone was in my house. And I, my heart started racing because I thought that since I didn't chain lock it, someone somehow got into my apartment in the five minutes between <laughs> when I was down here and when I was upstairs. I'm the type of person too, if I was in a situation where it was like life and death, I'd probably just die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if the world, like I, not even if the world's end, if the world's ending, I'm dying obviously. Cause the world's ending. But right. like if someone were to come in my room with a knife, I would, I don't even <laughs> think I'd try and fight. I think I'd just no. be like, come in and stab me and make it quick. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't want to deal with this right now. I feel like if someone took me in a room and pointed a gun to my head, they wouldn't have to shoot me because I would die from anxiety in that moment. I would too. I would die from fear I'm right there. I'm such a scared person. Can you believe so that? Can you believe that we have our doors open in our house? We sleep with our doors open. I was going to bring it up, but I was like, "Do you want me to put that on this podcast?" So at Sophia's house, they don't lock their doors. We don't lock our doors. Her front door is always open. You're welcome. How do you sleep like that? I've been doing it since I was a baby. I mean, I guess it just shows you that like the world isn't that bad. And that mean every time or I wake they up, just see this house and they're like, that's probably locked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, to there's be honest with you, there's swans in a pond. It's probably locked. <laughs> yeah. Your house looks like it, sh it would have but a we gate. We do have alarms. And if you come in and the alarm's on, which it's never on. Yeah. But if you come in and the alarm's on, it goes, we are now calling the police. We are now oh, calling really? the police. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> we have that too, but we never need to use it because it's warrant. Knock on wood. Now my parents are going to get like burglared. Huh? Burglar. Broken into. <laughs> Burglar. I honestly feel more safe in New York City than I do in Warren. Well, Is that weird? Uh, like at night walking out to my car in Warren, I am literally so terrified than when I walk home in New York City at night at like two in the morning. I mean, there's just so many people around. Yeah. There's nobody around in Warren. So no, nothing so it's will almost be seen. like it could be scarier. Yeah, nothing. Will, and there's I feel like a lot of shit happens in New Jersey, a lot of scary shit happens in New Jersey and nothing bad happens It's here. a bunch of like really, it's like a couple really scary incidences and then the rest is normal. New York is like crime all the time everywhere, like at, at a low level. Yeah. Or is it? I don't know. I feel ignorant. We have questions. Oh, questions. Let's take some questions. So today we put on our story. We asked you guys to ask us some questions and a bunch of you sent some in. So we're going to have Pete pick the best three and we're going to answer three questions. So what are the best questions? What's the first question we got? Should we do a little like questions with Sophia and Emily? Oh, that's amazing. Questions with brunettes. Do you believe in breaks in relationships or going through friend breakups? What is the friend breakups? Are the breaks in the relationship in friend relationships? Or in real in relationships like boyfriend and girlfriend relationships? 
Should we answer both of them? I guess. Well, I mean, my relationship I'm in, we had a big fat break. Yeah. But I've always been the one to say I don't believe in breaks. In your case, yes. But usually, from my experience, if I want to break in a relationship, that's the easy way of me being like, listen, I don't, I don't want to be with you anymore. And I'm trying to just like back away slowly from this relationship. Right. You know what I well, mean? Well, yeah. Ours was like a dramatic movie scene of a breakup. And it was a breakup. It wasn't yeah. really a break. Right. We were saying we're breaking up. John claims that it was his idea all along that we would eventually get back together. But we were we broke up. Yeah. We were broken up for almost two years. So yes, I guess I do believe in breaks in relationships. I guess you're right. I guess it depends on like where it's coming from. If it feels like it's coming from a lack of interest or like there's like a resentment being built or like someone's avoiding the other or there's like love is falling out of yeah i feel like i'd have to know about your relationship yeah. and what you two are like is it a like why is why do you need a break like what is the break for yeah i mean yeah but if you want the short answer i say yes because that's what that's what i'm in yeah if you need i mean if you're maybe I'm you're in part two of of a relationship yeah so it depends that's the answer. It depends. And what was the second part of it? Friend breakups? Friend br- Friend breakups. I mean, uh, that's a hard one. If I just don't want to be your friend anymore, I'll probably just stop talking to you. If you actually start talking about like, do you want, like, I don't want to, I don't know, a friend breakup. I feel like I know girlfriends of mine who have gone through like friend breakups and they always feel very toxic and codependent and almost like they were their own relationship. Oh, wow. Because I feel like when I have, I mean, but I've also been, I'm, whenever I've been with John, it's much easier for me to like phase people out of my life because it's just like easy when you have a boyfriend. And you have someone with you all the time. So it's like you could be dependent on that one person and not need anyone As an excuse to not be with these other people. Exactly. But I, I have never, um, like chosen to end a friendship. I feel like mine have fizzled out, but also I will avoid confrontation at all costs. Same. And so if me and a friend look like we're going to stop being friends, I will just start avoiding them and, and I will never let them have the moment of we broke up. Yeah. I mean, I think the, and I actually read this. I think, I think that the best way to just, if you don't want to be friends with someone anymore and you feel like they're like, they're weighing down on your life, it's not bad to just like stop talking to them as much you don't always have to be like i don't want to be your friend anymore yeah i feel like it's worse if you like spell it out yeah i mean they'll get it the when you when you just keep making excuses to be like listen i got something to do i got work i'm focused like they'll get it and if they don't they're fucking crazy yeah i've had two people like confront me about us not being friends anymore and i literally no when (laughs) in middle school we don't want to be your friend anymore oh no 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 no. i mean they've confronted me of like what the fuck you totally stopped caring about me oh (laughs) which is not funny but kind of is yeah um both of them were cancers oh um and they were oh no i'm sorry one was a cancer one was a virgo whatever but they both like really blew up at me over text about like how i don't care about them anymore and i was just like i'm really sorry that you feel that way like it's it's not true but like i hope you know that you're a great person like i'm like what the fuck do you want me to say back to this this is so embarrassing that you're like 
That's embarrassing. Yeah, if I get a long text message about my oh. character and how I've been acting in our friendship, I, know I mean, someone that was, who did that to you, and I, literally I know said the Taurus. I, like, I was like, ignore the them. the Taurus, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I was just, like, ignore them. This is like the most gross behavior. I mean, it was just so like manipulative and like trying to make me feel like everything I was doing was wrong. And the truth was that I just wanted to be friends and I didn't want to be in a relationship. Oh, well, that's and I was, a little different. And I was very honest about that. And he couldn't handle that. So he just blew up at me. So I yeah, had but to it, just... And then it's also like... When it's one thing for people to confront you about something when you've wronged them, for them to confront you about like how come you don't want to hang out with me anymore is like, are you committing suicide here? Like <laughs> mental suicide by asking someone why they don't want to see you anymore? I know. And do you why would you, you don't do that? you don't want to hear the answer to that? Exactly. You so really why don't. would you ask? I, I never understood that. I mean, that's the thing though about closure that I I never want closure. If someone's gonna break up with me, I would love for you to do it in a text. I really appreciate that because I don't want to be in person. I oh no. I, I also, need the in-person. No, I, I I just really don't like... I don't want to feel rejected in person like that. Yeah. I'd rather just go... Like, yeah. if you don't want to hang out actually, with me, if you don't want to talk to me, I fucking get it. And you did it right, and I'll get over it. Oh, no, not me. Really? I mean, but also, when, when we broke up the first time, it was in person, and that was truly one of the most like traumatic days of my life. Like, I have like terrible PTSD from that. I remember you had a really hard time. That day I did. That day, and then you never stopped speaking. I mean, your relationship is very different. Yeah, I, we shouldn't use it as a template. Pete, what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> the next question. Next question. Guys, how did you become friends? How do we become friends? Well, you oh, know. Head nod. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you head said that. Head nod and warriors <laughs> cheerleading when we were in elementary school. Fourth grade. They started a new cheer squad because the old one, there was authority issues. Do you remember where we'd have our games? At Watching Hills. Oh, no, no. We'd have oh, our the games. dirty field. It was actually like where they would put like manure or something. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a shit field because Pop Warner had the good field. Yeah, the Wolverines had the good field. And then they started the Junior Warriors and a new cheer squad. <laughs> we, and so we, Sophie and I went to different elementary schools. We cheered on manure. <laughs> on manure. <laughs> <laughs> we went to different elementary schools and we, but we live in the same town. Our town had four elementary schools. And then, so in fourth grade, we're still in elementary school and we met at cheerleading and there was one cheer sequence. We were on the same cheer team <laughs> where we both, Sophie and I both had to run in front of all these people who were doing stunts and cross each other and each do a round off back handspring. And we never had Wait, talked to each other. you could do a round off back handspring? No. I was a car so, wheel. So I don't know why <laughs> you wanted to me say you did. doing that. Well, we we did a cartwheel. I will lie to my grave that I ever could do a back handspring. I lied to Austin for about like six years of our friendship. That like, no, I did have it at one point. I never had a. I In lied fact, that I had my standing tuck to Austin because we just had to do that with him. Yeah, we to had feel to feel a little bit to like, feel like we mattered. Yeah, I remember I fake broke my toe. In the middle of cheerleading season, because I was sick of trying to learn how to do a backhand spring. So I pretended I broke it, and then, like, I got a cast. Oh, wow. Yeah. You really took the lie very far. I did. But so we were on the cheerleading team, and so we had to do this thing where we cross each other in front of all the people doing the stunts. And we had, we had never spoken to each other. We had this unspoken thing where the music would come in, and it was like, ready? Okay. okay. And me and Sophia would always look at each other, that part in the routine, and look at each other and go, this, da, da, and with our heads. And then we went and did the thing. 
thing. And that was like the first time we like connected. I don't even think we really became friends from that though, because I remember I left the Junior Warriors. I went back to Pop Warner. I was sick <laughs> of cheering on that shit field. Yeah. It was a shit field. They literally like had dumpsters everywhere. It was disgusting. <laughs> so I went to Pop Warner where they had me scream, Ready! Because I had like, I had the really low voice. <laughs> so I was always the one to be like, Ready! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I left. Yeah. But I, then when did we really like become friends and start hanging out? I feel like it was, I was invited to your sixth grade birthday party where I kissed JP Gavin in front of the whole school. And everyone was, everyone called you a slut. Didn't everyone they? called me a slut. I was the first girl in the grade <laughs> to be called a slut because I, I had my first kiss with my boyfriend in front of the whole party and the gazebo. Like everyone gathered and watched as we hooked up. <laughs> I remember doing that. Vividly. I remember watching. I vividly remember it. Um, and then I think like... Then I think I dated him the week after. Yeah, we, we have a lot of the same boyfriends from childhood. I don't know. I think in seventh grade, like we started making music videos and hanging out. I think probably through Austin, actually. I think it was through Austin. Because me and Austin started singing together and became really good friends. And so naturally I became better friends with you, even though we knew each other. Yeah. And then we just became friends. But the cheerleading story, I think, is such the a cute anecdote. The cheerleading story is when we first met. And we had a connection with yeah. that little head nod. And then I remember nine I, years old. And then I remember I left, and I would see you on everybody's AIM buddy, pro, like on their buddy profile. M and M's XO. Yeah, I would see like your name though, because you know how everyone had their best friends on their but on their buddy profiles, and oh. it was like Jordy, Emmy, <laughs> <laughs> all that shit. And I was like Emmy. She has so I many friends. Think, whenever I think of like popular girls, first name that comes to mind is either Jordan Mandela or Nicole Kostakis. Oh yeah, so the, the most popular. You instantly said. Jordy, like, Nicole, by the way, <laughs> follows me again. Thank you. I needed I you to, to follow me back. I used to have this bit um, that I would do on stage about how um, my the way that I judge myself nowadays is still based on what the popular girl from my middle school would think of me. Well, I always think this is a first date question like, that I like, and I think Instagram? I have to like take it out every first date that I have. I'm always like, "Who were you in high school?" <laughs> Yeah, that's like not well, nice good, for people who weren't any, weren't anything special. Popular, because even when someone asks me, I'm like, "Well, I wasn't tier one, <laughs> but like it's just as two. And then I think like all the coolest people in my life were not popular in high school. Like all my favorite people I love, yeah. were not cool. Yeah, or not not cool. They weren't like high school. You cool. know what? Mine either. All my favorite people I love weren't popular in high school. I wasn't even in high school, really. People yeah. are like, who were you in high school? I'm like, wasn't there. Yeah. Was never yeah. there. <laughs> I chose to not show up and I would get a cappuccino in the morning made by my mom. She would bring me a cappuccino to my bed and then I would <laughs> roll downstairs without a bra on <laughs> and I'd go take my Italian class. God, you really balled out in high school. I How did, did you get away with that? The same psychiatrist that I go to now. <laughs> Going to him and having like notes given. Notes. Sophia will be out of school till further notice. <laughs> <laughs> and she then we did that in high school and just like didn't go to high school. And they paid for me. They paid for my schooling. It was actually really nice. I had one on one attention every morning and every. Like, did you really need it? The homeschooling? Uh, like, do you think you could have gone to school? I think I could have gone if my parents made me. They, I, I, they didn't fucking make me for the le I remember my dad <laughs> trying to get me to go to school in the morning and pouring ice water on me and me still not getting up. Like I, there was no getting me out of my bed. 
Oh my god! And I was see, like, not- I could get away with like I don't want to go. One time, I had my dad, especially once my dad retired, because he retired like my sophomore year of high school, and he would just want to <laughs> hang out. So if I was like, "Dad, I have really bad period cramps. Can you call me out?" Like he'd like call the high school and be like, "I'm coming to pick Emily up." But like in terms of like in general, that was more like when I got really like they they never had to worry about me yeah. with, with school. But like I would have a few hooky days, but never like. We, yeah. I feel like we've never really unpacked this. Yeah, I mean, I never, I think that it would have been really helpful if my parents would have made me go to school. I think my personality would a little, like my work ethic would have been a little bit different. You have an amazing work ethic. I do, but I think it's, it's my parents let me get away with a lot. Like, it made me, ex- I'm very like, I expect a lot from them because of it. Like you expect a lot of support? Support always. <laughs> yeah. I Like my mom always had a meal made for me. Yeah. So like I'm always, I actually, and it's something that's still, I get upset with my brother because he does the same thing and he's 28, but I'm the same way. And I get so mad at all the things that he does that I do. And if my mom doesn't have dinner ready for me at night, I lose it. I oh, get ups- no, really? I, I get upset. I really, but I, tr- I've been trying to make an effort to not get upset. When I moved out for a little bit, I did like do everything on my own. But when I'm at home and I know my mom's there, I'm like, you don't have salmon on the grill for me. Oh my god! And I'm like, why don't you have salmon on the grill for me? But I mean, it kind of makes sense if that's how you've always lived. Yeah, but it's it's a problem as you get older. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Yeah, I think that I've, <laughs> I'm trying to change it. No, no. I mean, I'm trying I, to make some changes. I like obviously love you and think you're so perfect. So I'm, I'm not like I don't want to shit on you. You I, could take a shit on me because I'm I not need it. shitting on you. I like I don't think I don't think that that is like makes you a terrible person. Like you're obviously so amazing, and so I think I just literally am the most like independent i've ever been in my life right now from my parents so it's hard for me to fathom the idea that like you come home every night to dinner made they yeah they and they want me to they they love doing that for me yeah but if they like my mom's like i'm not doing dinner tonight i'm like okay and i can feel myself i don't yell at her but i get pissed (laughs) off like in my head and i'm like i don't i shouldn't be pissed off about this just make your own food sophia boil your own broccoli make your own salmon oh my god she's gonna do this no way she's gonna do this i mean but it's how every single person in my family acts so i know it's not just me no it's definitely a result of like the environment i that like i they've trained me to be ungrateful (laughs) they really have i told them i was like maybe if you would have just like like raised me a little differently i would be more grateful well, I feel like, first of all, the fact that you're aware of this, you could change it, even though... I am changing it. Um, did we do three questions? We only did two. Okay. Are, was that like 10 minutes left or we're at an hour? We're at 155. 155? Oh, my God. I was like, two hours? Okay. Um, I feel like I when I go to your house, there's always something gourmet in the fridge. Always. Endless wine. And I'm always allowed. It's like my house. Oh, yeah. You could go right in the fridge. So I will acknowledge that your parents do create that environment of like, you will be taken care of in this home. I know. And it's really hard to get away from it. I know. I guess I you mean, move out and you're like, well, I could choose an easier lifestyle if I want. I mean, I I wouldn't see... I would do the same thing if I was still living in New Jersey. I would totally still live at my house and not pay rent. I think it's because I need to be in New York that yeah. like, I don't live at home. Yeah. Otherwise, I would too. 
Well, that's good to know that you would you would choose that if you were in New Jersey. I mean, yeah. Every time I go home, like I if I go home to visit my home and there's not like an abundance of snacks and like my sheets are clean. Like if I if feel my family has not Do you prepared. see how I feel bad about it, though? I do yeah. feel really bad about it. I'm like, I don't want to be because I know the way I was raised has made me very like ex- like I expect a lot from my parents. I expect, and I feel like it it changes my perspective in social settings too. I mean, because I just have high expectations. Right. No, I I and I want to agree with you. I feel like I was raised a lot of how I was raised. Like I got a lot of like real world check when I moved, when you out. moved out. But so like I sympathize, and I think there are still things that like the day my dad. This is going to sound so spoiled, but like when my dad tells me I have to pay for my phone bill, I'm going to be like, what? I I pay for everything else in my life. Is that not enough? But like, oh my God, so many people don't even have, like, yeah, I can I, recognize that as crazy. But then I go like, but pay my fucking phone bill. I pay but, my, I pay my car insurance. No. I yeah. Pay, and I, that's, pay, I pay Netflix for them. I think there's something. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's actually yeah. nice. I feel like there is something to be said about like, if you are raised in a certain way, there are certain things you become aware of due to your own life changing and yeah. being different from how you grew up. But there are certain things that like you just understand to be normal in your life. And I feel like we probably have a lot of the same things for that and a couple different things. But like it's not I think it's wrong to create this like shameful dialogue around it of like I should be so embarrassed that I feel this way. Cause it's like that's how you were raised. And the fact that you're aware of it is enough. Yeah. I think just never being forced to do anything that was like, like being, I know that when I have kids, I will make them go to school. There was no yeah. reason I couldn't go. Yeah. That's, I, de- that is something that like Sophia's depressed. Like, okay. Well, she, I mean, she should go to school. Sophia's sad. She doesn't want to go to school. She can't. She Sophia's fine. Sophia could fucking <laughs> yeah. go. So like you make her go. You put her in the car and you make her go. I was yeah. like, wait, I'm doing my makeup. I was like, I would do my makeup for hours just yeah. so I didn't have to go. And then I'd be like, Mom, can we go to the Cheesecake Factory? Like, oh my god! Like it was really like that, and she'd be like, Okay, fine. And it's we'd really go to the Cheesecake Factory, and she'd such feed an- me one. <laughs> It's like such an interesting fact about you is that you didn't go to high school. I'll always choose a good time. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, what have you learned this episode? I've learned a lot about my upbringing and how it's affected my life now. Mm -hmm. But I'm in control of it and I could change it. You are in control of it and you can change it. Yeah. What did you learn, Em? What did I learn? I I guess I learned that um, I'm starting to like to shop. Oh, I love that. I would love to go shopping with you. Oh, see, no. Going in person feels like a burden. It's a lot of fun online. Well, can we both have two laptops right next to each other and just be clicking away? Yeah, I would Adding do that to our you. cart. Like, do you like this, Em? I would do that with you. I would love that. I also learned that I'm not going to let the Jehovah's Witnesses in my house anymore. Yeah, I don't think you should. I don't, I'm not going to offer them coffee. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll bring them a to-go cup when I tell them that I'm not interested. Yeah. Next Wednesday. And they just have to accept it. Yeah. You need some closure with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Is suffering forever? Yes. You're about to suffer right now when I tell you I don't want to be part of your religion. And that's okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Gufanti Burnett's. I hope you guys have a great week. Great day. Thank you, Gufanters. 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 Good night. Good night.